an activist, a radical thinker, and a natural-born leader. A student who's taken on the task of leading his peers in one of the country's top universities, tackling student issues and bringing about much-needed change to institutional and social culture. With us today on Call to Serve is Mpendulum Veka, SRC President of the University of the Witwatersrand, better known as Wits University. Hashtag Asinamali. How has it been growing up in a township such as Soweto and how has, where did you draw your inspirations for you to become a socially active or a socially and politically active figure? What, what inspired you to try and uh, to be active as a social person? Uh, look, I, I must say this, first, that's, that's quite a loaded question uh, because mm -hmm. First, it speaks to, to my upbringing, and second, to, to, to an inspiration that drove me this far. Uh, and first and foremost, I'll answer the, the, the growing up in Soweto part. Uh, yeah. It's a bit unfair to say I grew up in Soweto, but it's also fair to say I grew up there, because for the greater part of my life I've been in Soweto. Mm -hmm. But I've also lived in other provinces. I've lived, I think, in like six other provinces. Sure. So Quite the traveller. Uh, yeah. And then... To answer that, I do not think I, I, I chose to be in politics or to be an activist. Mm -hmm. I feel for the most part it's something that chooses people, right? And in, in, in a sense it's chosen me. Mm -hmm. There was a time when I was occupied with uh, mooting with law and pursuing my legal career and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, and in one way or the other, I always find a way to link what I do at my personal space to activism, mm -hmm. right? So for the most part, I don't think if it was a choice to say, okay, fine, I want to be an activist in this way and whatnot, I think I would have a greater control of my participation or my my willingness to go further or at any level in the space. So mm. for the most part, I'd, I'd say I'd say it's largely informed by, I don't want to say a calling because it's going to sound rhetorical, mm. but it's largely informed by a, a a space choosing us rather than me choosing the space. Yeah. Yeah. So you just found yourself within yeah, that I found myself in the space, space and you yeah. just had to adapt. Yeah. At quickly. no point did I wake up and say, okay, fine, at some point I'm going to be a leader of SASCO, I'm going to be a leader of SRC, I'm going to be a leader of the law students. No, no, no. Mm. It's, it's something that comes with time and space. And when you find yourself there, everyone looking at you in the room to say, Chief, we don't know how to get past this. Mm. And it becomes, it becomes, it, fall, it then falls on your shoulders. But again, I think this must not be taken away. It's never, it never comes on your own alone as an individual, right? There's always yes. people around you who play a greater part than you do, but mm. are always behind the scenes, right? Mm. And for that, I would say it's my mother for me, yes. uh, in the sense of how, how, how you, are, you are brought up, how you are raised. Uh, for my part, how I was brought up, how I was raised is, is in a manner that cares for the next person. Mm -hmm. So if, for example, I have an able and you don't have one, I'm taught to share that able, right? Mm. Uh, and that extends to struggles, not only to, to, to fruits, right? Yes. So we don't only share the fruits of the revolution, but we must also share the, the, the struggles of the revolution. Yes. And once we start saying struggles and revolution, it's a terminology that puts a lot of people in, in, into a wandering of some sort to mm. say, okay, fine. There's a, a ridiculous unemployment rate currently in our country, right? Yes. And young people, myself included, are doing very little, 
doing very little to address the unemployment. It's on, mm. it's on 50%, right? At this point. At this point, as, as I speak to you, it's on mm. 50%. And I don't think there's figures that are such as high in a, in as fast a, a developing country across the world. Yes. Now, going back to you, you've been quite in a, quite a number of positions. I mean, you were ambassador for first year's experience when you got here in your first year. You were, you were elected into the uh, Law Students Council. You were chairperson of SASCO from 2016 to 17. Now, with what you have attained so far, you've been in so many positions. I mean, yeah, you quite achieved yeah. for a young man. So how has that contributed towards your, 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 your leadership, basically, your decision-making when it comes to, uh, uh, student to the student leadership agenda? What have you learned? What has been, what has been the most... Uh, yeah, what has contributed the most to your your decision making and your capacity as Umbendulo mm. to towards the student leadership agenda? Uh, in one way, I'd say experience, mm -hmm. right? And by experience, I mean the more I spend time in these structures or in these activist spaces, rather, I I would then be exposed to different challenges, right? So, as a leader of the Law Students Council, mm. the challenges I face are law-related, or are law student-related, mm -hmm. and that being employment, law students want jobs. Mm. How do I ensure that law students post their university careers get jobs? I bring firms to campus, right? You go to law firms and you invite them to campus to do showcases. Uh, what else? Law students being academically excluded, law students having laws that they want to challenge or policies they want to challenge in the university. So, SASCO, uh, for example, when you lead SASCO, your primary task is basically everything that happens in the university. So mm -hmm. you you are somewhat not simultaneous. You're not you're not the same as the SRC president, but you are at a lower level than the SRC president. But you deal with almost everything, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, you would want to be involved in a, in a conversation that happens that affects workers on campus, in a conversation that happens that affects students on campus. Mm -hmm. And how you deal with that is different from how an SRC president would deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as a first-year ambassador, you, you deal with first-years. People who do not even know where the nearest toilet is on campus, right? Mm -hmm. People who do not even know where their next class is. Right, mm -hmm. say okay, fine. I have a timetable, it says SHP6. Where's SHP6? They take a pass, they go to another campus only to find that they've left that class in the, in the place they were mm -hmm. at in the first place. So, for the most part, it's been experience, right? And by experience, I mean my decisions are, are informed by the experiences I've had, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would think that's with every leader, right? Yes. So, uh, as it regards the SRC, for example, how I would deal with a a financial issue or a fees issue takes into account my experience as a SASCO leader, as a former subcommittee in the SRC, mm. as a law student's leader, as an FYE ambassador, as a social, as all these other positions I've occupied, right? And I would look at how I dealt with this in the past. And by looking at how I, I mean, sometimes I do not even need to go back and reconsider and look at my notes of 2016 or 2017 to say this is how we dealt with the issue, mm. right? Uh, sometimes I merely have to, it, it comes naturally, right, to say, okay, fine, we've had this problem in the past, this is how we dealt with it. Mm. Right. So, 
for the most part, I would say it's experience that weighs more uh, into this, into into this, and that's why I implore and encourage every student who comes to university to be involved in in activities, right? Mm. Be it soccer, be it uh, a religious organization, be it a cultural organization, be it a political organization. In one way or the other, all these organizations are interlinked to activism, mm. right? Because when you go to sports, you face racism. When you go to church, you face patriarchy. Mm. When you go to... So all of them, in one way or the other, they link into an activist area. And I know mm. I might have generalized by saying when you go to church, you face patriarchy. But I hope uh, the gist of what I'm trying to drive at is, is yes. understood. And the same applies to the sports example. Yes. Time student, be it their third year, they're coming in here at their third year or for their second degree. They must be provided with a laptop. Mm. Uh, we've seen the need for a laptop at least through COVID. And post-COVID, there's going to be need, greater need for a laptop for every student, right? Mm. And the more access they have to these laptops, the better enhanced their learning is, right? Uh, and in, in that way, we would then have empowered someone who comes from a rural area, a township like myself, or a remote area who mm. does not know how to use a computer to, to better themselves. Mm. This, in my own opinion, uh, empowers and hastens learning. Right, so we can run away from it, but we're going into an AI world, into an mm. artificial intelligence world. And it also goes to speak with even there's there's courses that ha that are that are regulated that have regulatory bodies, yeah. and of which I've learned throughout from last year that the engineering body of South Africa yeah. rejected online examinations. Yeah, they wanted to come to campus. They want you to come to campus. Accounting so wants you to come to campus. Yes. Uh, it's not only engineering; it's accounting med school mm. uh, law school is also required to be here for practicals mm. right uh, that being law clinic so there's a number of schools that remote learning would not be as effective as it would be for any other school mm. right and at the same time look uh, to be blunt i i always think you learn more outside the classroom than you do in the classroom yes right in the university space Indeed. right mm. and once we deny students that then we produce, we're merely producing people who have read up what FINAC is or accounting or tax is and to go and apply it as is. Like mm. it's robots of some sort, right? Yes. So we need to give them that extracurricular, that extracurricular uh, leg, mm. that being playing sport, being involved in clubs and societies on campus, uh, religious, political, and other organizations on campus. Mm. And what COVID has done is it's denied that for a moment, but post COVID, we probably will have that. But let's be prepared to say it might not necessarily be the same as it was before COVID. Mm. So from what you are saying, yeah, I think also in regard with regards to you saying that there's different forms of protests, people don't understand what the SRC is and they don't understand what the presidency is. Can you just give, give us more idea, yeah. as to what this is about? Can you tell us, what, okay, you, you don't just wake up, come to your office and just stay at the internet the whole day. Yeah. There's actually things that you are dealing with. What have you come across? What have you learned? What do you go through as an SRC president? So there's a number of things I go through, right? <laughs> uh, I think when you came in here, I was on the phone for a, a long time, mm. right? Uh, an intolerably long time so uh, but for the most part in summary what the SRC does is it helps students with primary issues first and foremost the reason why students are on campus in the first place mm -hmm. right so we're here to get an education and get our degrees and leave that's the primary one and the SRC's primary 
purpose is to ensure that that task is met or fulfilled in one way or the other, mm -hmm. right? Now, there's many hurdles to achieving that task, among them being academic exclusion. Academic mm -hmm. exclusion, I mean failing. Mm -hmm. If you fail at VETS, for example, the same course twice, you get excluded. It's an automatic exclusion. Then mm -hmm. you have to appeal the exclusion. If you fail, uh, for example, more than half your courses, you get excluded. An exclusion, an exclusion means you're going home. Should mm. you fail at appealing it, you're going home, you're done with your education, you are unfit to be in the institution. Mm. Right? Second, there's financial exclusions. Financial exclusions means you can't pay your fees or your bursary or sponsorship can no longer fund you for whatever reason. Now, mm. these two things are often linked, right? And people who fail academically often become victims of financial exclusion. Yes. Right? Because when you fail, you lose your bursary or your scholarship. Right? Now, that's where the SRC comes in. The SRC primarily comes in to help those who face challenges towards attaining their degree. Uh, mm -hmm. We help them with those challenges, right? Mm -hmm. To say, okay, fine, how do we work around this? How do we work around that? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll cite a, a slight example. So, for example, if you, you fail, there's many reasons that inform your failing. Yes. Among them being one, uh, you do not have food. At mm -hmm. a time at which you're supposed to be studying, either sleeping or trying to hustle the next meal. Yes. Right. Uh, SRCs before ours, which were PYA led, have since established a vet's food campaign, a vet's food bank. Mm -hmm. Right. So a student who does not have food would then go there and get the food that they need. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that being staple food, uh, being maize, and all these other things. And on campus days, we would, where students are on campus, we would provide warm meals. Right. And it's often taken for granted by people who do not need it. But mm. the people who need it put value to it. Yes. It doesn't stop there, but uh, it also goes as far as assisting them with funds or fees, right? So we have an, uh, a fund called the SRC Hardship Fund, mm. uh, which helps clear historical debt for students, right? So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, what we do as an SRC, we basically help you get through this, whatever problem you face, mm. be it a problem with your lecturer, be it a problem with. Uh, another student, be it a problem with management. But our problem our problem is our problem is in helping students. Some students do not necessarily know our our width or our reach in helping them. Mm. So they often think, okay fine, SRC can only help me up to this end. Mm -hmm. Right? And that for the most part I think falls on us to blame to say we do not take enough initiative to ensure that students know what SRC actually does, right? Mm. And I blame myself, I blame my predecessors in this, right? And we need to we need to to, to better enhance it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 the nutshell of what we, we do as an SRC. Tell us about the whole campaigning experience throughout COVID. It's 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 been different. Mm. Uh, and by different I mean how a campaigning experience ordinarily becomes advanced is you go door to door. Mm. You knock on every room address and say, please vote for us, we're from the PYA and this, that and the other. Uh, you would have posters around campus. Uh, some organizations will have t-shirts that they distribute. Uh, some organizations will have sweeties. Some then there will be a campaign uh, manifesto rally where all po political organizations and contestants are expected to be there. So over the years it has changed, it, is, it has evolved. At mm. one point, that political campaign rally was used to happen at the Great Hall. Mm -hmm. So each organization would come there and all students would be called there. 
the Great Hall is like one of our biggest, it's the biggest venue we have. Yes. And every student would come and present, every student leader for each political party would come and present their manifesto. They changed, it moved to the Matrix, to Amphitheater. This year there wasn't any of that. Mm. But the funny part is we got the highest voter turnout, mm. right, mm. In, in the history of elections at Vesco yeah. University. So it's, 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 what's, it's, what's, it's what's funny because someone would expect, because we don't have access to students immediately, then they would not have incentive or need to vote from mm. their remote areas and spaces. Mm. So it's been quite different and, and intriguing because you then relook at how elections will happen post-COVID, mm. right? Uh, I think we have local government at a national scale this year, yes. local government elections at a national scale this year, and those elections, whether we like it or not, will be impacted by COVID, either yes. positively or, or negatively, negatively, right? Yeah. Uh, but at VETS, the impact of COVID has been both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. It's been negative in the sense that we still want to have a one-on-one -on -one or a face-to-face -face conversation with the voter, right? So mm. not that they just cast their vote for the sake of casting it, right? Yes, we do that through social media, but it's different in person, in my perception, mm. right? So in one way or the other, I would say the campaigning experience for this year or last year for this SRC has been quite, has been quite a, a, an unfamiliar one, mm. but it has yielded positive results. Mm. And it also talks to the political awareness yeah. of people actually and the importance of con be participating yeah. into so politics. It has, it has increased participation greatly yeah. and I am hoping post-COVID through these mechanisms we used during COVID and the ones that we used prior to COVID, mm -hmm. the voter turnout hopefully will be higher than it was in our term. Mm. Yeah. And now how has that contributed towards shaping your the SRC as it is today? How, how has that contributed? It's brought more accountability. Mm -hmm. So the greater the constituency that votes for you, the greater the need for you to account, mm. right? The greater the need for you to re release a statement and say, look, we've done one, two, three, four, five, and we failed at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm. right? So uh, I think you would be aware, at least on a monthly basis, we release a statement updating students on, on how far we are at this, on where we failed and so yes. forth and so on, right? So mm. it's brought a greater need to account, right? Because People then ask you, people, I don't know how many students have my personal number, right? Mm. Uh, it's a good thing, right, that I'm accessible to them. Yes. Someone else would have seen it as a, okay, fine, why does every student have my number? Mm. I actually prefer it that way because it means I'm more accessible to them. You can call mm. me at 2 o'clock in the morning and tell me, look, there's fire in my room. I know nothing about putting off a fire, <laughs> but we'll probably get yes. someone to, 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 to assist them. Mm. So... It's, 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 that's what it's done for the most part. Uh, it's, it's highlighted the, the pillar of accountability in leadership, mm. which I think for the most part in our country and in student leadership has been overlooked. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it has I, 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 love, I love what it has done, and I think it contributes towards bringing out the greatness in a person and yeah. also that sense of responsibility to understand that people on the grassroots level need to need have you, that yeah, interaction interact, yeah. yes and it needs to have that sense of responsibility other than just bureaucracy yeah. all the way around you know and now how has that also shaped that relationship with regards to the university itself between the SRC and the university with regards to holding the university accountable with the policies that are in 
guided by the higher education department? Uh, the university has become more hostile under, cause, under COVID, right? Mm. And they're taking advantage of the fact that there's really little that you can do in person. Mm. You can only take it to social media and use uh, media-related forms of protest, right? Mm. So you can't necessarily say, okay, we're going to shut down the university and strike and protest and whatnot. You can, but it's going to take a greater, a greater strategy than it would have in the past. Mm. So you have to comply with COVID, right? Mm. Uh, because if you don't comply with COVID, you're breaking national law. Yes. It's a criminal offense, right? Mm. Uh, not only do you have to comply with COVID, you have to ensure people's health, health not just mm. for national law, but the people you're protesting with. As a leader, you need to ensure that, okay, fine, they are safe in one way or the other, right? Mm. So there's so much that factors in, and the university is taking advantage of that, right? So, for example, it makes no sense for the university to increase fees for the 2021 academic year, right, given that there are no anticipated extra costs for the year. Yes. If you are going to, to increase fees for the academic year, you must tell us, look, according to our projections, we're going to increase spending on one, two, three, four, five. To mm. this day, we don't have that explanation as an SRC. Second, mm. if... Uh, as a university, you had incurred lesser costs in the 2020 academic year. It makes no sense, financial sense at all, for you to then say, look, I'm not going to reinvest students. Mm. Right? The reinvestment that they gave to students is really a joke. Right? Mm. And in my own opinion, it was to try and tame students at the time. But it was a rip-off, if we're honest. Right? Yes. You can't say you're going to give students 25% per day for every night they didn't spend a dress. Right, mm. uh, because it makes no financial sense. Uh, students are not here for, for over seven months. Seven months, yes. And if students are not here for seven months, why are they being charged rent for seven months? Why are they being charged for toilet paper of seven months? Why are they being charged for, for cleaning food. services, for bus services of seven months? Mm. So there's so many financial irregularities that they've taken advantage of at the university side, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's intellectual thuggerism, if you want to call it that, right? Mm. You can't charge me for a service that I do not get mm. and tell me you'll only give me 25% back of what I'm supposed to pay. Mm. Right? So it, it, and yet at the same time you increase the fees. And yet at the same time you increase the fees, right? By 10%. Mm. So meaning for us life it's 6.7%. By for, for, for tuition it's 4.7%. It's over 10% combined. Mm. So and 10% is not 10 rand, right? And I think they it's make that rant. mistake when they're sitting in executive meetings sometimes. Mm. Say okay, ten percent to them might amount to a ten rand, but it's not mm. ten rand. It sometimes it's not even ten k. Mm. Yeah. So Mpendulonje as SRC president, that will really happy pinje. Lenote yemo humnate. You are actually fighting for issues that are relevant. We don't, we don't relevant. sit around with happy and drink yes. tea and say no, no. As I tell you now, the relationship is sour because they don't want to let students register with historical debt, mm. right? And our view is simple. How do you first? put interest on fees for 2020 mm. and for 2021, given what the country is currently under corona. It's not this, it's not a VITS issue. It's a, in fact, it's, it's not even a national issue. It's yes. an international issue. Mm. This thing is affecting people in the US, it's affecting people in the Middle East, it's mm. affecting people in the Northern and the Southern Hemisphere. So it makes no sense for you to be insensitive to the problems of our country. It shows that the university intends no role to play a part in the betterment of our society, mm. in a sense, right? So, and by a part in the betterment of our society, I mean, if you study the historical positioning of universities, they've tended to play a part in, 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 
in the betterment of society. Yes. Not them as entities per se, but the people who occupy those universities. Right when your Sobukwes were students at Fort Hare, in one mm. way or the other, they contributed to the betterment of, of society. Of society, yes. right? And it's basically a, an insult or a spit at that legacy, right? To say Sobuko would have been a lecturer at Vets, to say Mandela would have been a student at Vets, and the efforts they made in trying to ensure that South Africa becomes better are now being frowned upon like this by the same institution that they served in one way or the other. Mm. Now. With regards to what what uh, what you have achieved so far and your predecessors have achieved so far, mm -hmm. now what what lessons would you want people coming from a similar background or those that come from different or yeah well empowered and not so disadvantaged background? What what lessons would you like them to draw from your experiences and to to take the baton and carry it forward so that they they can also continue with regards to bettering the lives of students and society at large? So, first and foremost, at an individual level, I want to, to tell every student who comes into university space, mm. be it UJ, be it UCT, be it UKZN, be it VETS, mm. you are there. Don't forget why you are there in the first place. You are there to get a degree and better your family. Yes. Then, thereby bettering your community and the country. Right? Yes. So the first thing they must never forget is why they came to university. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, most of us, when we come to university, you get your first degree, you get your second degree, then you forget why you are here in the first place. Yes. Some of us don't even get the first and the second degree. You are here for 10 years and without a qualification, right? Mm. You are busy in one society to the next, in one society to the next. You are a career student of some sort, right? Mm. So some of us fall victim to that. And there's many reasons that underlie that, right? The, some are mental health related, some are deliberate from our side and we have to take responsibility. Some are, there's, there's, they're multi-layered, right? Mm. So first and foremost, I would say they must not forget why they're students in the first place. Yes. Second is, it's not necessarily about them, mm. right? So when I get educated, it's not me who's only dependent on my education. There's people who are yet to meet me that are counting on me to do good, mm. right? Some of them will never even meet me but they are counting on me to do good, right? So that's what they must tell themselves every morning, right? To say, okay, when you wake up, whatever you do in bettering or in harming society, there's people who are counting on you to do better than you are doing, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I think if they take that, they, they, in one way or the other, South Africa will become a better country, right? To say once we think of a person we will never meet, once we think of a person who's counting on us and diet to meet us, only then we will, will we become a better country. Mm. Yeah, so in one way or the other, we will play our role. Mm. Okay, so what has been your pinnacle experience since you were in university, since you started your career in law, in, in just being at university, what has been your pinnacle experience? Fees must fall. Mm. So, uh, and I say fees must fall because it's often a controversial movement to many, mm -hmm. right? And as student leaders, we have different... If you go to student leaders who are in university at the height of FISMAS Fall, so I would have been SASCO chairperson at FISMAS Fall, right? And course. I would have been secretary the year before of the School of Social Sciences, mm -hmm. which was the biggest school at VETS at the time. But if you go to student leaders who would have led uh, societies or stru structures of governance at university at the time of FISMAS Fall, or led the movement itself, Mm -hmm. you will find contesting views or contesting understandings 
right mm. of what Fismas Fall was, was actually about yeah what it was about how it started who started it mm. uh, how it ended who sold who did what and there was a, a recent a recent state capture uh, report I mean, mm. a state capture submission made by, I think, Mufamadi or someone like that. Yes, Mufamadi. Yeah, Mufamadi. Yes. To say there were there were spies in Fismas Fall, right? So all of us have a different understanding of what Fismas Fall is. Mm. And that is both good and bad, right? Mm. Uh, it's good because it means we, we saw the movement from our own individual lenses. Yes. So you participated wholeheartedly in the movement from your own personal perspective or mm -hmm. from your own personal contribution, right? You wanted to be part of this thing that you saw as greater than you or greater than anyone. But at the same time, it can also be bad because it can be historically distorting. It can distort what was and what is true, mm. right? So, for example, what was and what is true is different in my understanding from someone else's understanding and from, from someone else's understanding. Mm. And amongst us, someone is distorting the truth, mm. right? Which is uh, a bit unfair to the movement and a bit unfair to people who gave who gave their time, efforts and space. Some people even gave their lives to this Fismas Fall thing. Right? Mm. There's people, the students who died, the students who got injuries that are alive, are, are, could be career mm. ending to them. Mm. So that's that's my highlight uh, at, 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 at university and I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't think in my own personal opinion the, the movement reached its its ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Someone else might think it did. I don't think it reached its ultimate its ultimate goal, mm -hmm. which is why it remains my my pinnacle. In I think yeah. I think it hasn't because even today universities are still continuing to yeah. charge yeah. fees and are increasing fees at a we time that is very education. difficult. Mm. Even worse, we now have student leaders in parliament, and mm. very few of them from all political organizations, from the EFR, from the DA, from the ANC, very few, if any, of them raise. The issue of saying, look, there's students we left in university, and they are still suffering because of one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. right? And maybe they don't see it as their role anymore. But we must remember, they probably would not have been there without the students that they served, or purport to have served at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what next for Mpendulum Fek? Uh, the next move is to try and work around the issue of financial exclusions currently, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to define, as I, I said at the beginning of the interview, what to be an SRC is in, in COVID and post-COVID, right? Mm -hmm. At the moment, I cannot pronounce what that route is because there's still minds and brains that are still working around strategies and the tactic of attaining that goal, right? But I must reiterate, it is a position of our generation that free and decolonized education needs to be realized not only in our lifetime, but in a time that we can still attain it ourselves. Because mm. if we keep on saying in our lifetime and be 90 years old and free education will be there and <laughs> there'll be so it many people who will yes. Yeah. yes. Mm.